Can you smell the scent of delicious pies cooling on the windowsill? Tonight, Kelly Rowland cooks up that most traditional of Christmas pies, family arguments. There's 337 days until Christmas, and you're listening to The Christmas of a Lifetime. Let's bring the Christmas spirit in the air, the air, and let's turn the lights down low, and make some hot cocoa, and watch the falling snow, and look at the beautiful Christmas lights, look at our favorite Christmas movies, buy the presents under the Christmas tree, so join us to have Christmas of a Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Christmas of a Lifetime. I'm your host, Jacob Osterman, and with me, as always, is my brother, Jesse Austin Brenneman. Merry Christmas, Jesse! Merry Christmas, Jacob! Great to see you again. Every week we've been watching these Lifetime original Christmas movies, and I've been very quickly going through my stash of peppermint-scented candy cane tea from Trader Joe's. I know it's your favorite. I'm glad that I we got the 27 boxes before they they stopped <laughs> stocking it. But I don't know. It is delicious every time, and I think we're at 19 right now, so it's been going pretty quick. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, given supply chain issues, we're not we're not seeing it in stock as much as we used to. But I'm glad that you have your own sample, your own set. It's yeah. You know, it's weird. What's weird about this is that. I'm not sure why the peppermint flavor is such a seasonal item. Now, I get why it's popular at Christmas. It is a very Christmas candy canes. flavor. It's, candy canes. But yeah. I feel like the peppermint flavor should be good all year. I mean, it's such a great flavor. You get mint flavor all year, right? Like, that's a very common kind of flavor you find in teas and ice creams. But the peppermint is, it's true, it really is distinct from just a regular mint in a way that you only find at Christmas, so... That is interesting to think about. I wonder if it's something that's all in my head, though. Is it something where the mint flavor and the peppermint flavor are actually the same? And it's just at Christmas time it tastes better? I don't know. We're going to have to get some psychologists on this. I don't think science has an answer, Jesse. It's true. It's true. It's going to be hard. All right. Anyway. Well, with that said, let's <laughs> let's get right into it. This was We had a lot of agreement about this movie. <laughs> we had a lot of disagreement about this movie that we're going to talk about today. And I think what I would say about this movie is that it was both the most authentic and real movie we have ever seen uh, so far in this yeah. list. <laughs> that and may also, have been the problem. <laughs> we'll get into it. So, Of course, talking about Merry Little Christmas. Every week on this podcast... Mm. You know, yeah. the, our purpose is to discuss the original Lifetime Christmas movies. And we've started at... Jacob, number... can I pause you right there? Please, if you what have a digression. What is the official title? What is the official title of this category movie? Is it original Lifetime Christmas movie or Lifetime original Christmas movie? What are we going to go with here? Because I think we need some consensus for our listeners and for our Wikipedia page. Okay, I see what you're saying. I think I think it should be... LOCMs, if you will. Uh, lifetime, lifetime original, original Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Yeah. All right, that sounds good to me. So All right. every we'll just move forward with that. Every week, and you know, we don't do digressions much on this podcast, so I do That's appreciate true. you taking a moment to pause there. We had to put a pin in it. Every week on this podcast, we look at the Lifetime original Christmas movies, which L.com has very fortunately ranked for us from number one to number eighty-eight. 
This one, and again, not... Jacob, pause <laughs> just a here. Pin, just a pin. Just a pin. Just a quick note. Okay. Digression. Only up until 2019. We haven't touched. Yes. We're not touching 2020. We're not touching 2021. That's going to be season two and season three yeah. of our podcast. So right now we're only doing the 88 that existed uh, up until 2019. Okay, continue. Yes. All right. <laughs> Each week we try to watch one of these Christmas movies, and we've watched. This is our eighth one, Jesse. And I have mm-hmm. to say that the earlier the earlier movies, I had some quibbles with how L. dot com ranked them. There were some that I said should be higher, some that I said should be lower. But we're starting to hit a patch where each movie that we've watched, Jesse, is the worst one that I've seen on this list. That's, that's well, we're going to disagree there a we're little We're going to disagree bit. a little they're bit. Both, they're both low. This, <laughs> it has been diminishing in quality. We did expect this going yes. from number one. I mean, he cut an apple with a knife and you can't really beat that. So That's true. I'm not sure that the person who did this ranking for Elle magazine actually watched all of these movies. I mean, we've been watching these movies for a year, and we are up to eight. Yeah, it's it's so, difficult. You have to really put time aside to watch there's these. There's like 120, 130 hours worth of content yeah. that they supposedly watched for this list that they made. It's, it's one page. It does have a lot of page views, though. It, it well, does have a lot of go. clicks. Okay. Well, then maybe, so who knows? maybe it's worth the investment. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we're digressing. We're digressing here. <laughs> Jesse, we, we really need to get into it. We've been, we've been going on. Okay. Wait, one more digression, though, before okay. we actually sure. delve deep into the movie. Every yeah. week we, we start our discussion. This week it's Merry Little Christmas. We start a discussion with a little amuse-bouche, if you will, in a segment we call the Stocking Stuffer. I'm not even going to respond to that now, <laughs> that that provocation. Jacob, you know, as we get into this movie, I feel like what you've done is you've come to my house and put up some Christmas decorations. Oh, hey, Jesse, it's my dog. It's my dog. I've just <laughs> brought him along with me. Didn't yeah. mention. Anyway. <laughs> In this segment, The Stocking Stuffer, every week we try to put a little bit of trivia or some research that we've done about the movie or the production of the movie you know, something interesting that we found out about the movie when we were preparing to do the pod. So this week, I have a stocking stuffer for you, Jacob. And we reached down in there, again, hoping not to get coal. We want, we want something really nice in there. Yeah, something, As we've talked, you know, green, something energy friendly. We really <laughs> want to get into that renewable stocking stuffer. And what we have for you this week, Jacob, is couple different things. So I actually okay. have two for you. This you is two. a two for you, one you did, deal. You did text me and you said, I have six. And I rejected the first five. <laughs> so I have an extra one for you. Yeah. A bonus stocking stuffer. So what we have for you today, the first thing, of course, is the actors. We always look at the actors, of try course. and find out, are they in the Lifetime movies? And we're actually going to talk about this because there are sequels to this movies. And it's yeah. just continuing to be uh, a renewable source of Christmas spirit for the Lifetime network the merry little christmas universe universe if you will but what i did find out is the male the male romantic lead in this movie is played by an actor named thomas i'm going to pronounce it incorrectly here but i believe it is cadro or something like that's french he's he's from france mm-hmm. and he has an amazing instagram jacob so i just want to <laughs> shout out to all of our listeners it, go check out thomas cadro's instagram it's Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S dot C-A-D 
R-O-T. So follow him because much like the character he plays in this movie, he is also a dog dad. And his French bulldog, <laughs> Thor, makes a lot of appearances on the Instagram and is amazing. So I'm just putting Excellent. it out there. That's a little amuse-bouche that you want to you wanna get into. Go ahead and take it. All the it. best to him. All the best to Thor. You know, we're big fans of these Lifetime movies. We really enjoy it, uh, them and the work that they put into them. All right. So that was my uh, stocking stuffer for you. My second stocking stuffer for you, Jacob. And this is just a okay. quick hit. There's a little um, Hot Wheels card down underneath the chocolate orange. I'm very excited. It was underneath the chocolate orange. We might have to do a later pod about listing what are the best things to find in your stocking. Yeah. That, that's a different question. But yeah. what we do have right now for you is, and we will get into this later, but I didn't want to spend too much time on it. So I have just a little real estate info for you, Jacob. Just a quick <laughs> search on Zillow. We know that There's Kelly one, if, if you haven't looked at a map, I know you haven't done the research for the pod yet. I haven't done the research. So I just did a quick hit on Zillow. The opening shot is actually of the Oakland Bay Bridge. And I looked at the suburbs in which tech entrepreneurs live. And if we're thinking the Oakland Bay Bridge, maybe it's Piedmont would be one that's right outside of Oakland to the north of Oakland. Certainly in line with her income. That's right. And so the median house price in the Piedmont, California in 2019 was $2.18 So I'm just saying this new construction, smart home... I took a look at and I counted the number of bedrooms that we saw in the movie, and I estimated some of the square footage based on the couches. I looked up how big the couches. It was an enormous house for the one person, as her family reminds her. 2019, I did a little extrapolation. 2019, we're talking 2.7, 3 mil easy on the house that she has there. So we'll get into it. I believe that. Her parents, you know, sort of being like, you're not successful. I was like, whoa. Yeah, we that, that's going to be a big part of our conversation as we get into the... She has a $3 million house she just built here. What are yeah. we doing? That's pretty... But that pretty I think that, that brings us brings us pretty neatly into why we're all here today and why mm-hmm. so many people have chosen to listen to this podcast, Jesse. That's and great. that is the reason for the season. So, Jacob... What do we do in the reason for this season segment? We know that everyone else out there listening to this podcast, they have busy lives. You know, you guys all have busy lives. You've got a lot going on. You may not have time to watch 88 Lifetime original Christmas movies like my brother and I do. So that's correct. And the reason for the season, we like to recap the movie that we've watched today. It is Merry Little Christmas. And we like to talk about some of the events and relationships that happen in the movie as we really get to the bottom and dive deep into these Lifetime movies. Before we move on, would you recommend that people watch this movie before they listen? So and sometimes we ask people to pause. We definitely say, look, go watch this movie. Come yeah. back. It'll be more enjoyable. In this case, I'm, I'm going to have to say, I'm not gonna recommend just it. for their stress levels, <laughs> I want to keep people safe out there. We don't want to have any, you know, stress-related health risk, you know, associated with this pod. I was recapping this movie to my wife, and mm-hmm. she stopped me about halfway through and said, I, I literally can't listen to this anymore. It's making me secondhand anxious. Imagine if she was watching it. It would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm Please. trying not to stress her out. You know, it's a, it's a busy time yeah. of year. So 
I was like, all right. Wow. Okay, so we've now suggested that you not watch this movie, so we're going <laughs> to recap it for you so that you don't have to watch it, and hopefully <laughs> the auditory form without the visuals is going to be a little bit less stressful, although I am feeling myself getting a little anxious just even preparing to talk about it. My, my neck's starting to starting to go. I just kind of get worked up. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a, get that gold bond out, Jacob. That's going to really calm it <laughs> oh, down. Oh. It's medicated. Oh. All right, so all right. let's talk about what happened in this movie. So this movie is is split among four days happens like many of the movies that we talk about happens in a really condensed period of time so this is all one year at christmas just the four days leading up to christmas and the day after christmas ending the day after christmas one of the things that i actually did appreciate is that they had title cards with the date on them when the day changed that's not something that a lot of these lifetime movies we've watched do and so when this movie does it, it allows us to actually really easily understand the passage of time. And for a, yeah. a lot of these movies, very significant life events are happening over the very short amount of time. So being able to place these things chronologically and understand, okay, this is four days. This isn't, it doesn't seem quick just to us. It actually is happening very fast. I appreciated that. That's correct. That's yeah, about the I, last really nice thing I have to say about this movie. Okay, I have a lot of nice <laughs> things to say about it, but we'll, we'll get into okay, it. Yeah, I think true. the the other thing that's that that's good about this is that it almost mm-hmm. felt like it was happening in real time. Yeah, I mean, the movie did feel like maybe ninety six hours worth of worth <laughs> of my life experience while I was watching it. But the point here is that in other movies, as we jump between perspectives, we lose some of that sense of timing, and yeah. this movie was very much. Everybody was sort of together for most of it, and it was just really happening linearly so we could follow the story throughout the four days. So I, I did appreciate the editing and the title cards that, that hit it up. So to start the movie, we actually start well before December 22nd, maybe a couple weeks before. And we meet the main character, so Kelly Rowland, who of course was in Destiny's Child, one of the non-Beyonce members of Destiny's Child. And she is a tech entrepreneur she owns a digital agency and we find out that again here let's just pin the the agency (laughs) is called little by little and her last name is little and we'll be saying little a lot here it's l-i-d-d-l-e to be clear that's correct that's clear so not little it's little yeah right so we find out that her company is going to be acquired by a larger company uh that wants to her to run their tech division their digital division and she's going to make a lot of money selling her agency and getting acquired and then also becoming their new head of their digital campaign it's important to stress here that at the beginning of this movie jackie little is not unhappy she is very successful she's enjoying her career and her home she has a wonderful cfo who we meet a couple times who is also a very kind, very nice person and really supportive of Jackie. And That's right. she seems to have everything going for her. And so I, I want you to understand that as we get into later parts of this movie when That's right. that is called into question. So as, as Jacob, as part of this acquisition, the company that is acquiring her says that just to make sure that she fits with their brand, they're going to shoot a video of her with her family at her home, because there's, I think, a home goods company, they're going to shoot a video of her Christmas time at home 
in order to sort of seal the deal. They want her to be spending Christmas with her family just in a very natural way, sort of candid video about Jackie Little at home. Mm -hmm. Here's the new face of our company. Yeah, it's a branded opportunity. It's a branded opportunity. They're producing content. And... And so she has never hosted Christmas, and she just finished constructing this new house, again, in the suburbs of San Francisco. And so she then has to call her family to invite her family, which consists of her parents, her mother and father, and then her two sisters and their families to spend Christmas this year. This is the first, I think, hint of the troubles that are going to form the basis of this movie which is mm-hmm. that her mother, upon receiving this phone call and hearing, oh, you know, I, I would like to host Christmas at my house this year, her mother immediately says, oh, no, we're, we're not going to do that, right? Her mother is immediately skeptical and is like, we always host Christmas at our house. You know, how, why would you think to, that you would host Christmas? And Jackie, through calling her mother, through calling her sisters, manages to wear them down and get them to agree to spend Christmas at her house. So here's the thing. She's saying, for my job, I need you to come to Christmas. Like, I'm going to sell my company, and as a condition of selling my company, they want to video me with spending Christmas with my family, with my extended family, at my house. Yeah, but Jesse, you're not understanding is that they've always done it at her mother's house. So they can't possibly change that now. This is the kind of conflict that we're, we're starting to see we're, yes, rise we're up here. we're starting to see that. She calls her middle sister, Trina, and says, hey, I really need to host it because I need to sell my company. I want to sell my company. Trina's on board. She's like, great, this is a chance for you to grow. And, and Jackie, again, sort of the cracks in the facade that we're seeing here, she asks Trina to call her younger sister, Kiara. Seems like there's a little bit of friction between Jackie and Kiara. Yes. And that's, that's another theme we'll come back a to. Deep-seated friction that you know yeah, they... sibling rivalry something that you and i have a lot of right um, well i mean it's only a rivalry if they're closely matched jesse and much like jackie and her sister kiara i think i have been much more successful and better than you sort of generally at everything so i don't know if rivalry is the right term for that um can we use the word one-sided rivalry is that fair. A rivalry i think that's fair i think that's fair okay. jesse okay yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. So so what we do here is she calls, and this is the part, I just want to call this out real quick. Okay. She asks Trina to call Kiara. And so Trina's like, you know what, I'll take care of it. So she calls Kiara. Kiara's working out in her home gym on elliptical. A lot of elliptical work in these movies, Jacob. I'm starting to see ellipticals in basically every movie we've watched so far. And what's great, great about point. this, in the background, her house, her home gym, has a Christmas tree in it. <laughs> And other Christmas decorations. I also noticed she was wearing giant gold earrings on the elliptical, which I feel like... I see a lot of people doing that at the gym, but... I feel like that can't be comfortable. It was a a smaller Christmas tree. (laughs) I like to think that Kiara has a small Christmas tree in every room in her house. (laughs) I feel like you're going to go in the bathroom, you're going to be sitting there, and like the toilet paper is going to be like on a Christmas tree toilet paper holder there's going to be a small christmas tree everywhere in every room so i thought that was great and so then it cuts to december 22nd the family's arriving we see jackie sort of laying everything out perfectly she's decorated she's, she's got she, these it's important out. to note she's hired decorators she's hired professional she, decorators to come she's in hired professional and put decorators. Up the wreath on the front door the tinsel along the house it's all in this very elaborate white and gold color scheme i'm sure must have been very expensive 
extremely expensive and just a lot of you know really tasteful christmas decorations yeah the first people to arrive are trina so the middle sister played by latonya williams i thought this family was really great and her husband julian they Mm -hmm. have two kids ava and a baby and they say hey great to see you they're giving her hugs they're like your home is lovely this is amazing uh so great and she's like i was a big fan of trina i was a big fan of trina trina throughout this movie pretty pretty supportive pretty great yeah, Trina's very supportive. I will note that she was holding the baby car seat sort of in the crook of her arm, but not really in the crook of her arm, not like really underneath it. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I know you haven't experienced this, but baby car seats are heavy, all right? These are not light things. She was holding it. There was no baby in there because that's like 30 to 40 pounds worth of things that you're carrying around, even for especially the size of baby that it was. I did go recently, Jesse. My my wife is, yeah. is pregnant, so we're we're expecting yeah. our first child. We went to weird a... that you tell me on the pod and not before the pod, but okay. Yeah, I thought I thought there wasn't ever really a good time on any of the other phone calls we've had about it to tell Continue. you. But anyway, right. uh, so we we're expecting our first child. We went to a baby store to mm-hmm. look at different strollers and look at different car seats. They had an example baby which weighed mm-hmm. twenty five pounds, and yes, this baby is more than twenty five. I pounds, was by the way. shocked. I was shocked at how heavy. 25 pounds is in a baby sized package it is that's not counting the car seat the car seat itself is adding a lot of weight to that you put the example baby Mm -hmm. in the car seat and i'm i'm like both hands trying to like waddle this thing over to the stroller you're always waddling with the car seat this person is carrying the car seat she has a great workout (laughs) regimen trina i mean not just the elliptical not just the elliptical she's getting armed in yeah well anyway so that said, so everyone shows up right after them. We meet the mom and dad. So this is Wade and Marshall. And we come out and, and Jackie's like, why do you have so much stuff? And, and, and Marshall has boxes of like <laughs> wrapping paper. And it turns out that they have just brought all of the Christmas decorations oh, from their house to this house. And the dad's like, yeah, of course. We've brought we've, all of we've our brought decorations. Lights, we've brought decorations. We've brought lights. We've bought decorations. And then Kiara, the youngest sister, shows up with her son, Royce, and also, unexpectedly, her dog, Louis V, who is a (laughs) golden retriever, a rambunctious golden retriever. More great dog work. Jacob, we thought we were going to be in movie 12 before we saw dogs. No, this this is our second big dog. Second big dog in a Christmas movie. Really great. Love Louis V. And uh, Louis shows up and she's like, I couldn't find a a kennel for him. (laughs) So I just brought him to your house, and we're staying at your didn't house. Tell you. so it's just, didn't tell didn't you. Didn't tell you. Didn't didn't warn you. Didn't try to find a no. daycare at least where I could take him during the day. Yeah. Nope. Not not valuable to to her. Already, you were anxious when you saw this part. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to picture and and listeners imagine this, if you will. Imagine what kind of thought process has to go to your head where either a you show up to someone else's house and decide to decorate it for them when they've clearly gone to elaborate efforts to decorate it themselves. Or B, you bring your dog. I can't imagine doing either of those things unannounced. Like, she, Jackie was clearly taken very much by surprise by both of these events. And it's just, it speaks to what I consider the central problem of this movie, which is a lack of respect from Jackie's family towards Jackie. They just... Her mother clearly does not care that Jackie has taken a lot of time to decorate her house, does not 
compliment her ever on her house. In fact, quite the mm. opposite, as we'll get into. Kiara ha- doesn't say, oh, you know, I hope this isn't an issue. Like, I'm really sorry. I tried a lot of it. She just says, no, I just, he's here. I brought my dog. And then ushers the dog into the house. No thought of maybe there's stuff that is unsafe for dogs. Maybe she left a bunch of grapes lying around and we need to clean those up before the dog goes inside. Just assumes that this house will be perfectly set up for a dog. So, uh, so December 22nd, so they show up and they immediately start redecorating her house, as you're mentioning right now. So the mom <laughs> what's is the, like, what's the I first thing like... though? The first thing that they bring out, Jesse, because this is your favorite, I think, part of the movie. They bring out, as I mentioned, the singing Santa door greeter. We <laughs> should note here that our grandparents have the same <laughs> black Santa Claus that is a singing door greeter that says ho, ho, ho. And we were very excited to see this. I felt a personal, immediate personal connection. It felt very authentic because Extremely it, it, authentic. our grandparents, their Christmas actually looks very similar, minus kind of all the toxic hostility. That's but right. <laughs> the decorations were very similar to what we see in... A in lot of very similar really decorations. That. So very authentic, as I said. So they redec- start redecorating her house... They bring out, and this is, I think, where they get the title for the movie. They bring out a sign that's like a faux carved wood log that says, Have a Merry Little Christmas, but little with their last name. And the dad is loving this. He's like, What's your last name? Little. What's your last name? Little. Oh, this is so great. Oh, look at this great decoration. And Jackie's like, look, guys, I, I'm trying to sell the company. There's already a wreath need, on the door where he wants to put it. There's a wreath on the door. We put he, lights around it. He's like, no, we'll just take it down. We'll just take it down because my, my decorations are more important than yours. That's correct. He takes down her wreath and puts up his own decoration. You can already tell that Jackie's really trying to hold it in. She's really starting to break down with this onslaught <laughs> of negativity about her her decorations. So she's dealing with this. She's trying to make it through. She's like, okay, I guess we'll put it up. All right. She's just going along with what her family wants. So then we see a quick scene where the, the neighbor played again by Thomas Cadreau as Tyler, shows up and he says, hey, I got this package. You know, it was misdelivered to my house. I believe it's for you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, well, you know, great to see your house is done with all the construction. The construction really kept me up. It was pretty annoying. And she's like, well, why were you asleep in the morning? They started at eight. You should be more productive. And they have a little (laughs) bit of a awkward meeting. It's not a meet cute. It's more like a, a meet ugly, if I had yeah. to say. It really, so they're getting set off on the wrong foot. Not a pleasant conversation, I think, for either of them. She's immediately called out, by the way, by Trina, who, yeah. again, being a voice reason, Trina says, hey, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I work late shifts. Maybe he has a night shift. Not everyone works during the day. And to her credit, Jackie realizes, oh, you know, that's that's that was probably rude was probably to say that the guy brought house. over a package. It was misdelivered. Yeah. He hand delivered it to your house. He didn't need to do that. All yeah. right. He, he walked across the street. He brought it to you. Just say thank you. Move on. Right. No need to be like, why are you not waking up at eight? Also, as her sisters both mentioned, he is fine. He is very so, fine. He is very fine. Again, Thomas Kedro, great follow on Instagram. All right. Great <laughs> style. Just a lot of great pictures. Anyways, continue. So, <laughs> so she, after this kind of chance meeting, her sisters start getting on her case a little bit about not having a man in her life. That's correct. Trina, as, as we mentioned, is married. Kiara, we don't learn exactly what happened, but she is a single mother. 
So they're um, like, hey, you got to put yourself back out there, Jackie. Yeah. You clearly are really invested in your job, and and frankly, you should be investing in your romantic relationships. They're drinking. She's drinking wine with her sisters on the end at the twenty second in the evening, and she they decide to set up her dating profile. Kiara has a lot of experience dating, so she's like, let me set up your dating profile. I know how to get you out there. And so they go and they're looking on the dating app, and it turns out that. Tyler, the hunky neighbor, is on the dating app, is single mm-hmm. himself, is a divorced father of two. We also have a short scene between Trina and her husband Julian, played by Jaime Kaika, I think, who is a financial planner, but he's in between jobs and he's looking for a new job. And he keeps getting turned down and he's like, I don't know if financial planning is really for me. And so they have that. This sort of is the first day sets up a lot of the conflicts that we're going to resolve throughout the movie. Yeah, right? I mean, if we if we just go through it really quickly, there's the romance, of course, the romance aspect between Tyler and Jackie. Tyler and Jackie, right. There's the conflict between Jackie and her parents, especially about the house and about the Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. There's the conflict where Julian is not sure what kind of job he wants to have, what yeah, his, his career, career looks like be? moving forward. The tension between Jackie and her sister Kiara over over the dog over the relationships and each of those threads is going to carry through over the course of the next four days all right so that's the end of day day one so on the 23rd they start off with doing yoga together they make breakfast there's again conflict between her mom this where is stupid <laughs> you were upset about this the the mother the mother she shows up jackie shows up in the kitchen and the kitchen is full of dishes it's super dirty and she's like what happened we had croissants and other pastries from a local pastry here chef here in in san francisco and the mom's like nobody everybody wants a hot breakfast so i made egg and sausage casserole Oh for breakfast, God. and that's what everybody ate, and that is why your kitchen is destroyed, and none of the croissants. <laughs> and, and none of us are going to clean it up. We're going to leave. No, now. we're going to leave. We're, we're going to leave, leave now. now. We know we have this video crew coming, but we're just going to leave. And the dad's like, "Your Christmas tree is ugly, and we're going to go out and buy a real tree." This is not an exaggeration. He says, "Your tree. I have to tell you, your tree is ugly. Everyone thinks so. We're going to go buy a new tree. There's no discussion." There's no, not even an attempt to sugarcoat it. Like, he just insults this, again, expensive tree that she has purchased and meticulously had set up for. The dad isn't very nice no, to Jackie. No, the dad's a jerk. It was, it was very upsetting to watch. So they go out, so they, so they do end up going out tree shopping to get the real tree. Some really great tree work, by the way, you know, measuring the tree. I think this is the perfect tree. They get the tree back. They end up going shopping at like a farmer's market or a Christmas market to get things. The mom buys several fruitcakes, even though her daughters tell her that nobody likes fruitcakes. And she's like, well, I didn't see it in your kitchen. So I'm going to buy two because everybody loves fruitcake. That's That's a tradition is to have fruitcake, even though everybody has told her that they do not like fruitcake. This is so... Uh, Jesse, I, I have to digress here because this is yeah. getting. We're, there's a scene later on where it, where it really hits home, but this is getting to kind of the heart of one of my greatest issues that surround Christmas, which is yeah. the idea of traditions. In my opinion, okay. in my opinion, yeah. the only good traditions are the traditions that people like. But the problem yeah. is that a lot of people force traditions that are uncomfortable or unpleasant, and are not open to changing them. And so you end up with situations where 
people can be really uncomfortable in in a home because of this tradition. This movie really, really digs into that. Luckily for Jackie, she's starting to relax. She's doing some dancing at the farmer's market. They're looking at different stuff, having fun with her sisters. She's really relaxing. And they run into the hunky neighbor, Tyler, and have a little flirtation, you know, some conversation. They then take the tree and the stuff they've bought at the Christmas market back to their house. And when they get there, it turns out that Louis V has chewed up all of the pillows on Jackie's couch and made an entire big mess in her home which again, the next day is going to have the film crew show up. Something that could have been prevented if Jackie had been informed of the dog prior, because then she could have set up an area of her house that was dog friendly and had gates up or doors closed. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so knows? the dog has ruined the pillows. They clean it up. Jackie's really upset. Like I have these very, pillows are very expensive for couches. Those look like some very expensive pillows. And Louis V has ruined them. And he's clearly not a very well-trained dog. Um, so then they make cookie gingerbread cookies and houses. Ava, who is Trina and Julian's daughter, the older daughter, she's about 12. She says, and this is one of my favorite parts, she says, hey, let's make some gingerbread cookies to give to Tyler because he's all by himself at Christmas. So they do that. Good. They're decorating. Again, Trina raising a good child. Yeah. yeah. Going to contrast this in a minute. <laughs> yeah, with Kiara. Uh, Royce, by uh, at the same time, is riding a razor scooter around the house and, and knocking stuff over. The beautiful tile-floored house. That uh. Really smooth for, for scootering. Uh, they go to the dog park. They walk the dog. I love this part. Kiara lets Louis V off leash so that he'll <laughs> run over and bother some men that she thinks are attractive. And, and she, she, can can, go she talk has to an them. excuse to go over and talk to yeah, him. Yeah, she has an excuse to go talk to him. And while that's happening, Jackie ends up running into Tyler <laughs> again and having another flirtatious conversation with him. And during that conversation, she a gets hit moment. in the head by a uh, Frisbee. If you can find just that clip on YouTube, I suggest watching it. But if not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that you would. You should go and, and search it out. Another interesting thing that happens on the 23rd is that uh, she wakes up hearing the baby crying. The baby is crying on a monitor, so both Trina and Julian hear it. But while they're listening on the baby monitor, they realize that Jackie has gone up and is actually sort of expressing a lot of her, you know, deeply held feelings that she's hiding from her family uh, about their expectations, her, her yeah. frustrations with them, but also their expectations of her and how she yeah. tr has trouble dealing with that. And as she's putting the baby back to sleep, rocking the baby back to sleep, she's just having this sort of heartfelt moment with the baby. One of, one of the best scenes, I thought, in, in this movie. Yeah. Like, one of the, like, really well acted, expressing emotion really powerfully in a way that I wish had come forward in, in more of the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but. it's hard to watch this movie because here's the thing. This family felt like a real family. A lot yeah. of the things, the physical actions felt fake. Uh, you yeah. pointed out while they were making food, the, <laughs> the mother is whisking and there's clearly <laughs> there's nothing, nothing in, in the, the bowl. bowl. <laughs> She's carrying the baby carrier. There's no baby there's no, in that baby yeah. seat. Not even a weight, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of sort of cut corners in terms of the reality of it. But in terms of the interactions, this felt like a very, very real family. Unfortunately, it was a family that had some very, very big problems communicating with each other. I don't come to these movies looking for an authentic replication of, you know, my, my six-year-old Christmas, right? Like, this is yeah. something that we come for looking for escape, looking for resolution, looking for those deep themes of Christmas that we enjoy. Instead, I'm sitting over here and I'm thinking, do I, 
should I watch this? Should I take some Ambien beforehand so I'm not completely on the edge of my seat with anxiety as I'm watching this movie? Yeah, it's it definitely was something that you wanted to be mellowed out for while you were watching it, because it definitely raises the stress levels. Uh, the next day, then, is Christmas Eve, so we're only one day on the countdown timer <laughs> to Christmas. They're prepping dinner ahead of time. In the morning, they're cooking uh, stuff that can be held over the course of the day so that they're not rushing at the end of the day. That's correct. And here's where uh, I think the key conversation in this whole <sighs> this movie happens. This is so So it turns out Marcel, the mom, sees that Jackie has a cake, uh, on the counter already and she's like what is this jackie oh. and jackie's like oh that's the cake that i ordered you know for dessert and she was like why are we having cake for dessert she's like oh i thought it would look nice you know there's just a nice chocolate cake it's from the bakery down the street like this is amazing and her mom's like you know her mother loses all... it her mother loses it, it. <sighs> she's very angry because the tradition is to have peach cobbler for christmas dessert and uh, apparently this is a way that Marcel feels connects with, you know, it was her grandmother's recipe and that this is a way to connect with tradition and with their ancestors and that if they don't make the peach cobbler, it's like a slap in the face of like, it's not really Christmas without this peach cobbler. Marcel says, this is tradition. You don't get to choose tradition. This is how we connect with our ancestors. We have to do it my way. And Jackie says, Jackie says, hey, what if we have a new tradition and Marcel just shuts that down? She is like, nope, you don't get to make traditions. This tradition is peach cobbler. We're having the damn peach cobbler. And also, peach cobbler is not a traditional Christmas food. It's just not. <laughs> what the, the problem is that the mother says, I am the one who decides the traditions. We have these traditions that have been passed down. We're going to do them because I say that we're going to do them. And that is the energy of this movie that her mother has carried this through the entire way first with the decorations then with the tree now with this cobbler where it comes to a head and in all honesty this is one of the most unpleasant scenes that i have watched in cinema it was very uncomfortable i'm glad that i got you that second tv for christmas <laughs> because i'm pretty sure you broke the first one throwing your remote it was it was very unpleasant it it was it just it felt so real in the sense that that is a conversation that I know a lot of people have with their families. Yeah. And this idea that you can't do new things, that you have to do these things that are unpleasant because that's the way they've always been done. Jacob, I want to state for the record yes. that I know our mother listens to this podcast. <laughs> so, Mom, if you're listening... I support all of the traditions that you suggest for Christmas. And Jacob is the one. I'm editing in the first 10 minutes where we were talking before we started the pod, Jesse. I'm editing them in here. Just so you know. <laughs> no, you and I have been very fortunate that we've been able to do things ourselves. I Last year, uh, my wife and I spent Christmas together apart from our families for the first time, which is very difficult, but allowed us to do our own traditions and to start our own Christmas traditions. And that was, that was really good, and that was really Jacob, powerful. the Christmas tradition where you make gingerbread cookies and send them to me, that can never change. <laughs> okay, so that is, that is a good tradition. That is a way to connect with our ancestors, and I think that can never change. I'm in agreement with Marshall on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Anyway, we, we, could talk, we could talk about this a lot, because okay, I have so a the lot cobbler, of personal feelings. Okay, so the cobbler was, the cobbler, was a, the cobbler was a trigger. For you. It, was a yeah, trigger it was a trigger for, trigger me. for you. So after the cobbler discussion, actually Julian, again, Trina's husband, 
and Kiara, the youngest sister, have actually escaped from the house out to a porch. They're decorating the porch and putting up Christmas lights, really to try and get away, I think, from everybody. And have we haven't discussed the alcohol consumption in this movie, oh, but God. our Kiara's hitting the Baileys pretty hard. <laughs> Because she's like, I need to be able to... This is how I'm coping she with this. immediately leaves her son to his own devices in this very expensive house and goes and gets smashed on Bailey's with her brother-in-law. Yeah, so he's hooking the up the lights on the balcony and uh, he hooks up too many lights and a fuse goes out, knocks out to the power to the smart house. The, the entire kids... house goes down, not just, yeah. not just one section of it. The entire house is out of power. Yeah, it wasn't one circuit. Also, it's not something that you could go to the fuse box and just flip a... F- a breaker. No. And the dad who owns a construction company for home construction company would not know how to do that either. He specifically says, this is beyond me. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't do electrical. So anyways, the power gets knocked out. The kids are doing an activity painting in the garage with the grandfather. And so the dog immediately runs in the house, tracking paint, paint everywhere, everywhere on, on its paws. So Louis the Fist tracking paint everywhere. Royce has been eating chocolate and has left chocolate stains everywhere. At this moment in time, this is when the film crew decides to show up. So the film crew shows up and they're like, hey, and Ava answers the the door. She's like, hey, come on in. Oh, you're the film crew? This is great. Come on in. And like the house is destroyed. Louis the Fizz is tracking paint everywhere. There's chocolate everywhere. (laughs) And Ava cartwheels away and knocks over the giant Christmas tree in the living room, knocking it over to the ground and, and causing a big explosion right as the film crew walks in. And the film crew's reaction to this <laughs> is, start shooting. There's two of them there. There's a there's like an interviewer and a, and a camera woman. And he turns to her and he says, start rolling. Don't stop for anything. We got to capture this, which is pretty amazing. So oh Jackie's freaking out because I'm trying to sell my company here. Let's like, not this forget. Is, this is millions of dollars are on the line. We will get to that, Jacob. She's like, let's go outside while I clean this up. And what we can do is we can bake the turkey. So Trina's like, let me help you with the turkey. So they go and they're going to deep fry the turkey outside. Again, a very dangerous activity, but many people do do this. We really need to pause and say, don't do this. Just straight up, don't deep fry a turkey. It's not worth it. The turkey's, it doesn't taste great compared to other ways to cook a turkey. Spatchcock it if you need it done quickly. There this are other is, ways to cook it. This is, we're not joking here. You and I cook multiple turkeys every year. This yeah, is actually I like cooked a two turkeys for Thanksgiving this year. I grilled yeah. one and I did one in the oven. There's a lot. Smoking I would turkey never, is a great way. I would way. never deep fry one because I've seen it too many house fires. Okay. It tastes okay. It tastes fine. It's good, but it is very dangerous. So anyways, <laughs> the point is there's a big sign on the pot that says, do not fill over the line. And yeah. Trina is distracted. Ava is cartwheeling away. So she's oh. she's like, oh, great cartwheeling, Ava. And she's pouring the, the oil in, goes yeah. over the fill line. They put in the turkey. The oil spills over the side. Usually it's that the turkey is not completely unfrozen. That's yeah. usually and the so problem. And so there's steam the explosions. Ball. Right. But anything that's going to get that oil onto the flame is going to cause a big grease fire, which is very hard to put out. So there's a big fire. Julian actually saves the day by throwing the The only competent person... <laughs> Only common person in there. Jackie's extended family <laughs> throws a throws throws a throws a blanket over that uh, smothers it, but it's burned beyond recognition. And this yeah. is all, of course, captured by the film crew. Turns out Jackie's upset by this. She goes surprise, up to her room. surprise, 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 surprise. She's upset by this. They're like, "We got it. Cut it. Print it. Let's go." So they <laughs> leave. She goes up to her room. She sends them a group chat that says, "Christmas is canceled. You guys haven't been respecting me. You've redecorated. You ruined this." opportunity for me in my career that was really important which was the only reason that i invited you here yeah 
very and very justified in in yeah. this. They have been completely pushing her to the side and disrespecting her and her choices in her house. And the lesson here, Jacob, is that Ava's like Christmas is canceled. Is that true? And her oh, grandmother Marshall oh, says, God. "No, Jackie just needs some time to cool down. She'll be fine." <laughs> and Again, is... the, the blatant disrespect from her mother to say. Oh yeah, her she emotions. Fine. She's just it was she's just, just right though. Marcel was right about this. So Marcel was right about this because she manipulates her daughter into into allowing okay. them to come back in. They're standing outside. I actually don't think that Jackie <laughs> suggested that they stand outside. They're no, all they standing outside. outside. Their neighbor Tyler sees them all standing outside. It's like, <laughs> why is her whole family standing outside? He goes over. She's like, he's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're in timeout. <laughs> and I think Jackie just told them to leave. But yeah, she just said leave. She just said get out. They, they believe they're in timeout. And he's like, do you want me to try to talk to her? And they're like, yeah, yeah, go talk to her. See if you can this calm is, her down. This is the most unrealistic part of the movie. Because there is no universe where any family is like, yes, stranger that we just met yesterday. Please get involved in our very deep personal family Jacob, business. Thomas Kedro is really attractive. Okay? So the point That's here true. is... That's true. They think right. she, he can reach her, that he can calm her down. So he goes in. He does calm her down. He's like, look, you just got to let it go. It's just a house. We can fix this. The door is broken. He fixes the door really quickly. He's like, you know what? Let's just take them out of your house. The problem is they're here in your house. So let's just take them out. Turns out he owns a restaurant, runs a restaurant. And he says, let's just let's just take them out. And so Jackie and Tyler decide, you know what? We're having a charity event. We believe it is a charity event at <laughs> his really restaurant. Played. And so let's go and take these presents. So they end up wrapping the presents, taking them to his restaurant. They do some charades at night. Again, this is Christmas Eve. They're doing some charades at night, playing games in their pajamas. A lot of great pajama work here. A lot of very distinctive Mm -hmm. pajamas. So costumer, great job. And then the power is still out. So they've put candles everywhere, which we've pointed out is the second major fire hazard that they've done in this movie. It's, um, it's also, they've established that there is a dog and two incredibly rambunctious children who knock stuff over all the time. Bringing out the candles. Louis the fifth is terrible lighting something idea. on fire. He he's lighting, lighting himself something. on fire. All right. Like that's what's going to happen. He's going to bump over a candle. He's going to catch fire. The whole house is going to go up in flames. $2.8 million down the drain. <laughs> So then Kiara's luggage has been lost and the, the the airline finally delivers it to Jackie's house. And in her luggage is the Christmas tree topper, the sort of family Christmas tree topper. The traditional topper. It always goes on the tree. The mother's very clear about that and is upset that it hasn't arrived yet. So here's the thing. This Christmas tree topper was in their family. It's a family heirloom Christmas tree topper. A, it looks just like our grandparents' Christmas tree topper of the Black it's, Angel it's with amazing. gold. It's very close. But the point here is, this Christmas tree <laughs> topper has already survived. They believe it has magic powers <laughs> because it has survived a house fire where everything was destroyed except for this angel Christmas tree topper. And you wonder, Jacob, you wonder why they're putting out candles. <laughs> Jacob, I wonder what caused that house fire. <laughs> yeah, was clearly, it candles? They tried was to do a, a turkey they fire. They tried to cook a turkey. And it just lit the know. house up. I think the I think the angel is like ninety percent asbestos though, which is probably why it survived. Yeah. So they put the angel on top of the tree. <laughs> the the power goes back on when they put it back on top, so it's magical. I actually went and bought that same Christmas tree topper for in case my power goes out and I can turn it back on simply by putting it on top of a Christmas tree. Then the next day is Christmas, zero days until Christmas. They actually cook Christmas dinner. They have Christmas dinner. All of everyone's sort of happy again. Tyler shows up. They they decide, you know, 
hey, we're not going to have a turkey this year. That's okay. We'll have peach burnt. cobbler. <laughs> yeah, because ours was burned beyond recognition. We'll just have a peach cobbler. It's fine. The neighbor shows up. Tyler shows up with a turkey. So he saves the day with Christmas. On the 26th, we sort of wrap it up. Trina has hired cleaners for Jackie's house. So like, let me get these cleaners in here for you. We're going to pay for it. Jackie actually then finds out from her CFO that the company loved the craziness that was happening, that it was super relatable. <laughs> it, it went viral. It went viral, uh, and they actually ended they up buying her company. And she kisses Tyler and says, like, hey, let's start a relationship. Everybody leaves and is like, we'll see you next year. Great job hosting Christmas. Now, I think, frankly, it was a horrible Christmas experience for probably everybody. Yeah, no one enjoyed that. But everyone's happy at the end, and, and that's the end of the movie. So there we go. That was the reason for the season. We've already discussed many of them, Jacob, yeah. but I think we should immediately delve we into have to go to, We have to go to the Christmas Confusions. So Christmas confusions are, whenever we watch these movies, there's inevitably parts of the movie that don't make sense to us. Whether that's a question on the plot, a question on theming, a question on characters, or a question like, for me, the main question, why is her family so horrible? Her family is just awful in this movie. They're not likable. In Sweet Mountain Christmas, the main character in that movie goes home and sees all of these people from her old hometown. And they're all horrible to her for no reason. But her mother is very supportive and a great beacon of light and warmth for the main character in that movie. you like the mom. And you like like the the mom mom. in that movie. In this movie, everyone sucks. Everyone around Jackie is aggressive and rude and disrespectful for no reason. Yeah, and Jackie's very successful. So here's the other thing. So Jackie uh, is incredibly successful. She's the founder and CEO of a tech, you know, a digital media company. So here's the thing, Jacob. I did a little calculation for you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I counted the number of desks in the opening shot through the tour of the office. So we can expect that she has about maybe 25 to 30 employees. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just counting the desks, the computers that were there. Usually in digital agencies, that's about 200000 per employee in revenue. Mm-hmm. So she has, again, conservatively, $5 million in revenue every year. Okay? Yeah. 2019, digital agencies were incredibly valuable. Okay? They were, they were going up year over year 38%. All right? 138% insane. increase in value in 2019. And so the margin here, so the profit for her company, now we don't know how efficient she was. The multiple easily is four times if you're selling the company so the deal that she's trying to get them to come and do this like hinging on this one video yeah this is like a 3.6 million dollar deal at yeah, a minimum hugely probably, valuable. probably much much more yeah and she she told her family this her family knows what's riding on this and just yeah. doesn't care no they just straight up don't care they're like yeah. you're bad and we're going to do our thing and just disregard everything that you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, so confusing to me. It was very confusing. <laughs> I think the other thing that was pretty interesting in this movie, Jacob, it was a little bit confusing, but pretty interesting, was that this movie exists in that realm of cinema, of black cinema, where all the cast is black and all the people you're seeing them interact with are black. So it's a very sort of... An, a universe where there aren't white people or other ethnicities except in this case for the video crew so the video crew really was representing this sort of like external 
gaze. You know, yeah. like it felt very uncomfortable to have them in her family space. And she was trying to present this like positive image. And her family was just like, we're knocking over the tree. We're burning the turkey. We're blowing things up. We have paint everywhere. I felt very uncomfortable throughout that whole interaction. And especially in the reactions uh, that the actors playing the film crew did. Pretty impressive. Of, of like, we gotta, we gotta get this. Like, this is gonna be great footage for us. There's no... Empathy. Re- there's no... Yeah, there's no empathy. The, the film crew does not try and put out the fire when the turkey mm-hmm. catches fire. They don't jump to protect the children who are standing around this now in raging inferno. <laughs> if I've learned anything from America's Funniest Home Videos, just keep the camera rolling, all right? You want to <laughs> capture it. It's valuable content. And it seems intentional that this is in a film crew coming. It could have been anything. It could have been a reviewer coming to review right. her her company, right? Like, it could have been a lot of different things. But they chose a film crew, which seems purposeful, given that we as an audience are viewing Jackie and her family. And by extension, Kelly Rowland and the entire cast and crew of this movie putting this movie together. Yeah. Kelly Rowland has, has gone on the record speaking about this and says that this is semi-autobiographical, that she went through a similar experience with her Christmas and that's what d- drove her to put this story on screen. So it feels very intentional. But it also concludes with Jackie just giving up and saying, all right, we're going to have Christmas your way. We're going to do the traditional things. We're going to have the peach cobbler, which feels like a step back in terms of where I had hoped the movie would go when I was first watching it. Yeah. But we'll get into that when we talk Christmas themes. Sure. Well, that's a great segue, Jacob. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about our Christmas themes. Every movie that we watch of the uh, L-O-L-O-C-M's Lifetime Original Christmas movie. Lifetime Original Christmas movie. I like to say it out. I don't like to abbreviate it. I want people to know what we're talking about. Every every Lockham that we watch is steeped in Christmas theming. Well, we would like it to be. Well, we would like it to be. We think this is the reason, this is why we watch, right? They have the aesthetics of Christmas, the Christmas trees, the wrapping the presents, the making of gingerbread cookies, but they also have, a lot of them, very deep Christmas themes. There are a few in this one, as well as some that I think are counterproductive. So let's talk about what what are some themes that really came through for you uh, in terms of Christmas theming for this movie, Jesse? Well, so there's a couple that just jump right out at me. So the first one is that Christmas is, you don't get to pick your family in this case. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be different than you. They're going to have different traditions, maybe. We'll talk about traditions, but... You know, I think what that really was is about accepting your family. You might want to change yourself and your interactions with them, Mm -hmm. but you can't really change them. So just accepting your family and enjoying, you know, the the joyous points in the movie where she's at the Christmas market, when she's at Colette's Kitchen, which is Tyler's restaurant, you know, enjoying being with her family. There's many moments where she has really positive moments with her family, and that's when she's not trying to fight them. She's just accepted them. So I think that was really important. The second thing was generosity, which actually uh, Marcel says uh, explicitly when Ava discusses giving Tyler gingerbread cookies because he's alone, she says, oh, that's so kind of you. That is the spirit of Christmas. 
Yeah. So that's a direct quote. So so generosity. So all of these things, that giving is is what's important. So what stood out for you, Jacob? Well, what stood out for me, and I went on a small rant about this earlier in the episode, but is the idea that traditions are who you are. For Ava's family, or sorry, for Jackie's family, the traditions that they have are of tantamount importance. They are more important than the people who are currently there doing the traditions. One of my favorite quotes about this is the idea that traditions are just peer pressure from dead people. That you have these things that you do and you don't necessarily have a reason for them. Why is it peach cobbler and not a cake? Because that's how we've always done it. And that in this movie, what they're saying is that these traditions give you identity. They give you your community. They give you your family. And that is who you are. And you shouldn't fight those traditions. It's only once Jackie accepts these traditions, accepts that she's going to change the tree, that she's going to have the peach cobbler, that she's not going to have her deep fried turkey. It's only then that she is happy being around her family. Again, she's happy before her family shows up. And she's happy once they leave, because now she has Thomas Cadreau as her boyfriend. But it's in order to be with her family, she has to follow these traditions. And for me, that's actually a very negative theme and something that this kind of pressure that people experience from their families is negative. And this is one of the reasons why I disliked this movie. So, Jacob, that it seems like it's a really emotional point for you, right? Like, this is a this really touched you in a way the movie really connected with you and, and your emotions, <laughs> perhaps some negative ones, perhaps some positive ones. Yeah. But I, and, and I think that that's in a really, you know, I'm going to say in a, a significant and valid point that you've just made, but I want to be clear to our <laughs> listeners that we are not an anti peach cobbler podcast. Okay. <laughs> so I think a lot of people, it's might key lime or nothing. All right. It's key lime or nothing. Get out of here. Might walk cobbler. away. People might walk away thinking that we don't like peach cobbler, and I'm here to tell you that, you know, we're very pro-peach cobbler. I think that just the forcing, you know, if you choose peach cobbler, okay, let's do it. It's not about what the traditions are. It's about the fact that Jackie is forcibly prevented from making new ones and rejecting the ones that she does not like. Yeah, but you're still just not against peach cobbler, though, right? Like. You're trying to you're trying to force me into this pro peach cobbler box, Jesse. I'm not going to get in there. Okay? Jacob, are you are you saying I'm that not, you're against peach I'm cobbler? I'm just saying I'm just saying that there are a lot of. Other I don't want to be on that first. island with you. <laughs> All right. Well, to people where at, we have to part ways. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, with tweet that me. said, <laughs> with that said, people who like peach cobbler, tweet at Jacob, not me. <laughs> with that said, let's get right to another great food group, the holiday ham. <laughs> The holiday ham, we don't always award this. This is an award that we give to an actor who was really chewing the scenery. And Jesse, for me, this week, there's, there's only, only one. one holiday ham. There's only one holiday ham, Jacob. <laughs> it's Louis the Five, Louis the Fifth. <laughs> there was, he literally, he was literally chewed chewing the furniture. The scenery. Okay, there was the scenery. scenery. He chewed it multiple times. <laughs> and he just did that- a lot of great acting. It was great. He, I love he goes out, he gets in the mud, he gets in the dirt, he gets yeah. in the paint, paint, and he is just messing up the house. He's, he's doing exactly he what he was called He is making some bold 
acting choices great work whoever trained louis v great stuff louis v as an individual dog or multiple dogs as the case may be great if you're the dog trainer dm us on twitter we will send you a holiday ham to absolutely. distribute to your dogs because they absolutely earned it this week so that's our holiday ham and now we can move on to our new year's resolutions In New Year's resolutions, we like to take a moment to pick one of our Christmas confusions and think about how would we change it to make the movie better, to improve upon some aspect, maybe characters, maybe theming, maybe plot about the movie in order to improve it. This week, I think there are a lot of things that we could choose to focus on to improve. One very quick one from me, grows from the other characters. Jackie's family never really grows. They never really apologize for what they've done in a heartfelt, meaningful way. They don't accept any of Jackie's traditions that she's trying to bring in. They don't, you know, they don't have the cake. They don't put the decorations back up. For me, a little more growth from Jackie's family and accepting Jackie and her traditions would have gone a long way towards helping me appreciate the movie better. I think that there wasn't enough about Tyler. I love Thomas Cadreau, as we've covered. I thought he did a great job. I like Kelly Rowland in it. She was very believable and great. And I would refocus the movie on Tyler and Jackie. That should be the central romance. I don't think we got mm -hmm. enough of their chemistry, enough mm -hmm. of them interacting. And I think that they should start a new tradition using, he mentions his grandmother, and mm -hmm. that the, the restaurant is based on her recipes. And... What about bringing some of Tyler's grandmother's recipes as a new tradition that everyone buys into? That Marcel yeah. is like, hey, here's a new peach cobbler recipe. Oh, this is great. And they use that as a basis for compromise and meeting in the middle. And, you know, I, I would have liked to just see more Tyler, more Jackie together, learning more about his story. He has kids. He's a divorced father of two. We never find out about his kids. His They're kids with are their with mother. their mother for yeah, Christmas. We don't, nothing is explored about yeah. that topic. That would seem very, like, you know, Ava even says, hey, he must be really sad because he's all alone without his kids at Christmas. And they discuss it a little bit at the dog park, but not really. And, and I think that we yeah. could have learned more there. I think that this movie may be the one that has the least screen time for the male romantic lead in yeah. any of the movies we've watched so far. I, I think this one takes the cake for yeah. that. Or Jake, takes the cobbler. Yeah, I was going to say, takes the peach cobbler. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's let's we we've we clearly had some thoughts on this movie and, and perhaps didn't love it per se. And so in that case, maybe we could put it back into our white elephant exchange. So our white elephant exchange, one of the things that we love about Lifetime Original Christmas movies is that Nine times out of ten, the way that they write these movies, and we've confirmed this from interviews with, with writers, is that they take a pun and make that the title and then build the movie around that title. So, for example, we had Christmas Reservations a few, a few episodes ago, which dealt entirely in puns on the word reservations. So what we like to do in the White Elephant Exchange is build a different movie with the same title. So if we take the title, Merry Little Christmas, we go to the Lifetime Executives, we say, this is our new movie based off of this title. 
Jesse, what movie are you pitching to the Lifetime execs with the title Merry Little Christmas? So, Jacob, I think that here there was a lot of possible puns around the name Little versus Little, trying to, to get something there. But I really like just going very literal, if you will. Lid- literal? That's what I said. Yes, literal. <laughs> and I think that I would base this movie around a cast iron pan manufacturer. A family <laughs> has a strong tradition in making cast iron pans. The daughter falls in love with the neighbor of a rival cast iron manufacturer who has come up with a new process for casting lids for these cast iron pans. And the parents are like, you can't marry him because, you know, he's doing this crazy not traditional non-traditional cast iron lids and she's like no i love him and then it turns out that at the end of the day they make peach cobbler using the new lid and it tastes (laughs) so good that they finally accept him and they have a merry little christmas that makes sense that's the movie that i would i I would also have accepted merry griddle christmas Mm. under that theme that would also have been good but i'm going to take a little bit of a non-traditional approach to this segment this week and say from Jacob, my w- Jacob, I'm I sorry. Know. We can only this is how we connect with our ancestors. We can only do the traditional way of doing it. <laughs> I thought we covered this. <laughs> what I you what know, I would you'll do be saying you want cake, not cobbler. I mean, <laughs> am I crazy here? What? I thought this was the tradition. <laughs> Looking around. Okay, sorry. Uh, Continue. Okay, so what I would do for another movie based on this title is actually I would have the same cast. But I would, as you mentioned, focus on Tyler. Now, I'm going to shoot this movie differently. I'm going to shoot this movie as a man who lives by himself. He's upset. His kids are away for Christmas. This is his first Christmas without them. But he meets a new neighbor who's very interesting, very attractive. He you know, runs into her at the uh, Christmas, Christmas market. shop, yeah. the Christmas market. But it's slowly revealed that her family is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And so he starts getting drawn into this web of lies and confusion and anger and backstabbing that take place in this family's house at Christmas and is slowly drawn into that orbit. And the movie ends with him unable to escape. And the father turns to him and says, what's your last name? It's little, (laughs) it's little, it's little. And he is subsumed into this family. That's the movie that I want to see, Jesse. That's the movie that I would, I would, I would bring. To. Probably wow. not Lifetime. This is That's this a, is a Bloomhouse. Well, it might be movie, a Lifetime original movie, just not a Christmas one. <laughs> I think you're just moved into the regular Lifetime. So that's this sounds like a May or July summertime thriller. Yeah, to me, that, that's that's the movie that I'm that I'm putting for. All right, so uh, we've exchanged the gifts, even though yours was non-traditional, which again I reject. Um, yeah, I went and over hate the value, completely. the dollar value uh, for our white elephant exchange, and, and you didn't even wrap it in the right way. You're saying we should it. play by new rules. I am completely <laughs> against this. And so now we're going to get to our segment called "Checking It Twice." L.com has very kindly for us ranked all of these movies from number one to number 88 in order of quality quality you and i jesse we've watched we've watched the first eight of these movies and we've had some disagreements about where they lie first of all the number one being spirit of christmas insane that's a crazy choice does not warrant number one by any stretch of the imagination no 
generally we've been pretty closely aligned, I think, mm-hmm. in our in our list. We've had some disagreements, and I think today we're going to have another one. That's because great. if we're checking the list twice today, Jesse, I yeah. personally am ranking Merry Little Christmas dead last. Out of the eight that we've watched, this is number eight for me. And it's probably going to stay at the bottom of the list for you for a while. Well, we've got a Chevy Chase movie coming up, and I just can't see it knocking the, yeah. Nothing worse. Yeah. Okay. Than, than this so one. the real disagreement. <laughs> I think we both did not think this movie was great. Mm-hmm. So the real disagreement here is which one is seven and which one is eight between exactly. Sweet Mountain Christmas and Merry Little Christmas. Exactly. And I think that you're just you know you had a real stress reaction, a real anxiety reaction to this movie, and so have ranked it dead last. And what I am here to argue with you about is. In Sweet Mountain Christmas, we see a full-length rendition in real time of a song which is not a Christmas song sung by Megan Hilty. And in this movie, at the most stressful point, at the point where you're breaking, this movie has broken you, Kelly Rowland drops her Christmas banger, Love You More at Christmas Time, which is a great, great song. Okay, I have listened to it nonstop since I found out about it. That's a great point. That's a great point. It reminds me, it calls back to Destiny Child's amazing Christmas album, Eight Days of Christmas, right? Which you should take a listen to if you haven't listened to it since, you know, 2001 when it was released, because that has some crazy tracks on it, just amazing work. And she's just dipped right back into that well and made this amazing track. And I think that that's going to put it over the edge for me. I did not like either of these movies, but this goes above Sweet Mountain Christmas. I just did not have that musical connection for me. Here's the issue for me, which is I couldn't hear the song during the movie because mm-hmm. I was groaning and covering my face during that entire sequence. That's the, that's the issue. And I, I also, I, I feel like I need to make clear here that we, both you and I, very much respect... Kelly Rowland and the cast and the crew of this movie. Yeah. Uh, for Because they made together. it feel like a real family. We were just it, upset it about the story they were telling. That's the issue. That's the issue. I think that with a little bit of tweaking and a little bit of work on the theming, it could have been a really powerful... In my, my ideal ending, Jackie kicks out her family and then goes and spends Christmas with her hunky boyfriend. That's my ideal ending. And then she never speaks to them again. Who wouldn't want to spend that's Christmas a gr- with Thomas Cadro? I mean, he's amazing. that's a great that's a great ending. He has a French it- bulldog named Thor. Jacob, did we cover this? He's a dog lover, and he hates and broccoli. It just You're not it just solidifies positive themes over this movie, which says give up what makes you unique and and allow your family to run roughshod over you. Yeah, which is what this movie is saying. <sighs> All right. Well. Uh, that was that was an emotionally draining experience. I it think was. even re-discussing it again, I think you really seem wrung out. So wait, what's is that? Is that something I hear on the stairs, Jesse? It's it's the third of three very equally important ghosts. Jacob, the ghost this of is Christmas come future up next week in a big way. <laughs> So let's save all of this discussion for next week's pod. This is where we discussed uh, the movie that we're going to watch next week. We just like to preview it for you by reading through L.com's uh, description of it. Next week, we're going to be watching Every Day is Christmas, which L.com has this to say. 
Did you ever think you'd see Tony Braxton in a Lifetime movie inspired by the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol? It's a Christmas miracle inside another Christmas miracle. Braxton plays a workaholic money manager who says bah humbug to love. That all changes over the course of one crazy night when the spirit of Christmas takes her on a trip through her romantic past, present, and future and reminds her that love is the greatest gift of all. Jacob, this has so many things to love in this. Christmas I'm Carol rendition, to Tony Braxton. This is going to have killer it's music, It's got all too. three ghosts, it's which, gonna, as you oh, know, is very God. important it's to gonna me. It's going to be great. This is going to be great. I'm so excited I'm for excited. this. I can't wait to, to talk about it with you next week. I'm oh, hoping it's going to be a little bit more uplifting than this week. I feel like it was a bit of a downer. We've had two in a row where it <laughs> felt a little bit sad at the end. Although I was inspired to get a, you know, to to go get one of those Santa Claus door greeters because I think that is that was pretty great for me. But that said, all right. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Jacob. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Cause this will be a very special Christmas for you, me, and KKP. So join us to have a Christmas of a lifetime. Christmas of a lifetime, yeah. So join us to